0: I'd like to welcome everyone to the Florence Weinberg Show. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Dr. Florence Weinberg is the author of 16 books. Now 16 books. And uh, and I've been saying for the last several weeks that her latest is before the Alamo. Uh, now her latest is The Choice. Get both of them. Uh, ter- both terrific books. <clears throat> and they are must-gets. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about something different. Something sticking in in the Doc's craw and uh and and she's going to give us a different uh perspective that maybe uh maybe we may be following and and maybe uh give us a, an insight a different insight into uh putin's end game and uh, his strategy what might be going on doc how are you
1: I'm doing okay. Uh, how about you, Frank? If you were overseas and had to cope with jet lag and all the rest of that. How are you doing? Yeah,
0: I'm back. You know, I'm back to normal now. I mean, it it, you know, it, it always takes a little little bit of time. But, uh, it, you know, it, listen, when it uh, when it comes down to it, um, it's uh, it's a very serious situation and you have some you, you, you've uh, you've you've This has been bothering you from the get-go, and uh, and you've been putting your thoughts together, and it's always interesting to hear your thoughts. Uh, What what are your thoughts on what Putin is doing and and what's going on there in the Ukraine?
1: Well, it'll take me longer than just a minute to answer you. Please, go, yeah. (laughs) Okay, well, uh, from the very beginning, Volodymyr Zelensky has been pleading for air cover. MIG planes, anti-tank, anti-aircraft missiles, tanks, uh, and so on, and he has been right, always. And I will go on to explain why I think he is absolutely right. Uh, our newscasters there for a while last week for instance uh were spreading the thought that putin had been misinformed by his uh his subordinates because they were scared to death of him which uh, is undoubtedly true um but whether he's been misinformed uh, may be beside the point, because he has a plan, a master plan, that I think has escaped a lot of people, and perhaps has escaped our president. Um, he um, he has supposed to be uh, he's supposed to be thinking that Ukraine, once part of the Soviet Union was never a real country, that his people all speak Russian, which they don't anyway, and uh, that its uh, uh, that his government is Nazi, which is an insane idea, uh, and that the people of Ukraine were awaiting deliverance by Mother Russia with uh, uh, with waiting with armloads of flowers to, uh, to welcome the Russian troops as they come. However, as we all know, on the contrary, um, Putin had other ideas, and I'm basing myself on my own ideas, which have been percolating from the beginning, and also uh, an editorialist by the name of Brett Stevens, who writes for the uh, New York Times, and whom I did not know. Maybe you know him, Frank? Do you?
0: I know the name, and I've uh, I read something that he wrote a while ago on on something. Maybe it was Chechn- Chechnya. Did he? No, well, <laughs> I, I'm not sure. But uh, go ahead, fill us in. I, I do know the name. Uh, what
1: he the wrote title was, was what if the conventional wisdom about Putin is wrong? Uh, And he makes a good case. Uh, And I'm going to be using uh, leaning on his uh, his essay uh, for part of this, but part of it is my own passion about the subject. Uh, So he says, uh, Putin would have preferred the above scenario, that is the scenario of being greeted with flowers as uh, they invaded. But instead... He has, of course, as we all know, met fierce uh, resistance by the Ukrainians, as in Chechnya. Now, in the 90s, Putin attacked Chechnya, and as in Syria, uh, the Chechens resisted. And so what did Putin do then? Exactly what he is doing now. He threatened... The rest of the world was nuclear holocaust, and uh, so the West, in reaction, fears doing anything to escalate uh, the situation in helping Ukraine. So the West is willing to give Ukraine small weapons, small anti-tank missiles, that is the javelins apparently are very effective, uh, some minor anti-aircraft weapons. Uh, but no tanks, no fighter planes, and um, we're we're afraid of pushing an, an unstable Putin, supposedly, over the brink. Well, Putin is counting on that. So what is Putin able to do? He does exactly what he did to Grozny in Chechen and what he did to Syria. He bombs the heck out of them. Uh, He shells the heck out of them, reducing them to rubble. And then he moves in once uh, they are totally annihilated, which is what he has done to uh, Mariupol. He is reducing it to total rubble. The people underneath, the the few people who have survived the bombs and the bombardment uh, are underground, living like rats, if they're living, and they are reduced uh, to uh, probably eating each other, even. They have no water, they have no food, they have no light, they have no heat. Uh, And so uh, there is a Uh, a a group of skeleton um, uh, dregs of humanity left and the Russians won't even let the Red Cross in to help them out. The Red Cross comes up to a certain point and then they're turned back by the Russians who are no doubt laughing at the whole situation. This is what they did, what Putin did to Chechnya and Syria and both of them were turned over to a collaborator, of course the the king in Syria's uh case, and a uh, collaborationist who is also a uh a and a total lackey of Putin's in the case of uh Chechnya okay, so thought is he wants to to all. Of Ukraine, All the cities to be reduced to nothing but rubble, skeletons uh, of buildings and heaps of ruins and its citizens so desperate that they'll agree to anything. And what happens meanwhile with the troops, because all of this is being done from the air and from inside Russia. Russia doesn't have to risk a thing because its planes uh, can fly over at will and drop bombs, and its artillery can fire from within Russia. So uh, you can't attack them because Putin might get mad and uh, and uh, launch a nuclear nuclear bomb at us. Okay, so what about those Russian troops that are being invested by the uh, the Ukrainian army? The same thing happened in Chechnya in the beginning. The Chechnyans defended themselves and beat the Russian troops. But their main task uh, is on display in the village that uh, Zelensky just, uh, just visited. Can you remember the name of it? Uh-
0: Oh no, I can't. Uh, not Mariupol. Uh, uh, it say? The, the no, it's, Bush. it's uh, butch. It's butch, something. B- butch. Uh, yeah, right. It's B-U-C-H-I-A. Is it? Yeah. Something along those lines, right? Yeah, Buchi Buchi
1: something like that. Excuse me for not remembering the name and of I the think village. The mayor
0: was just executed, right? Was he? Was he executed?
1: was. And so it doesn't matter whether the troops are defeated or victorious. Their task is to decapitate the small villages so they will kill the leaders. They And they did indeed, in this case, they slaughtered the mayor and his family and tossed their remains into a shallow grave somewhere near their their house. And they were found when the Ukrainian troops came in. So what they do then is make all of Ukrainian Ukrainian villages leaderless. Uh, Of course, at the same time that they are destroying the cities right down to the cellars uh, and the poor, miserable creatures who, who remain down there. Uh, demoralized, uh, terrorized, uh, starving, and so on. And in the in the boonies, they are killing all the mayors of the little towns and all the other leaders that they can get their hands on. Plus, any passing citizen that they manage to, uh, to to come across, they'll shoot them too. And any hostages they have, they'll they'll shoot them as they leave. Uh, so that the remaining population is demoralized and ready to agree to just about anything, to stop it, to stop it all. And they are leaderless, so they will have no direction. And this is on purpose. This has been done in Chechnya and in Syria, and it's being done hand and fist uh, as fast as he can do it in Ukraine nothing is going to stop Putin's strategy because uh, death and devastation is coming from the air. And the West is afraid to do anything to help Zelensky and Ukraine defend itself from attacks from the air. And Zelensky has said this from the beginning. And in my opinion, if the West does not supply uh, Ukraine with weapons capable of defending itself from the air attacks Ukraine is lost because the Russians can bomb it to hell literally he's, he, and shoot it in
0: the bottom and and a barrel uh that, you know Putin he's he's uh, unchallenged in the air completely unchallenged
1: mm-hmm. completely so with Putin's nuclear blackmail he can intimidate the fearful West and attack. If he wants to, he can go ahead and attack Poland, Romania, everybody else, and the Balkans, and so on, and to restore the Soviet Union, which he has had in the back of his mind all along. That's one of his, uh, his life's ambitions. He has no qualms about mass slaughter. He has already done it to Mariupol, uh, just as he did it to Chechnya and syria and we saw it and yet we draw no lesson from what we have seen but we have seen the exact same pattern carry itself to a conclusion in those other two cases and it's happening in ukraine and if we don't give the ukrainians the means to protect itself uh, from attacks from the air and from missiles coming through the air ukraine is lost and maybe we'll have to fight Russia anyway. And so that—that that is my uh, my dis- little dissertation for the day. And I think this is exactly what is happening. And I fear that nobody is actually facing up to the truth.
0: It's it's fascinating uh, that you've uh, I I I think you've nailed it to be honest with you. And I I think it's fascinating that no one is talking about this and right. and the thing is i am guilty of this too is like i'm 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 afraid of world war three i'm afraid i'm afraid of the third world war and that is playing into putin's hands he knows that if he if he uh threatens nuclear weapons that that will scare everybody and, and he doesn't have to ever use a nuclear weapon he just has that's right threatened to use it i mean and he yeah. he knows that he's mastered the art of fear and he knows that we don't want a third world war. And if NATO gets involved, then that's what people will think it is. The, the other, the other delusion I think we're under is how powerful Russian's army, uh, Russia's army is. I don't think it's powerful at all. I mean, the, the Afghans, the and, and again, I know we're going back into different administrations here, but Afghans, the Syrians, um, uh, Chechnya. Um, I you know these aren't exactly uh, powerhouses, and right, uh, and they uh, they fought Russia to stalemates. Uh, you know, other than the fact mm-hmm. of what you said that he destroyed them from the air, and if he's shooting fish in a barrel, and uh, and battling un uh, uncontested, uh, uh, you know, airwaves, he he dominates the air because they have no air force, and we're not giving them. A uh, an F they have a very little F uh right?
1: The, uh, Absolutely, defense.
0: yeah. So I mean, do you do you think uh, that uh, that he would ultimately use nuclear weapons?
1: I don't think he will unless it comes to the very 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 end, uh, and he sees that there's no uh, possibility of, uh, of winning uh, with this strategy. But the other thing is it doesn't matter to him if he if he slaughters every person in Ukraine, and he may attempt to do it because, after all, they're all Nazis. Yeah. I mean this is what the soldiers were telling the citizens of this little town, uh, that they were all Nazis anyway, so they might as well just shoot them all. Um, and uh, so he he has no scruple about mass murder. He really hasn't. He has done it before, and he's doing it now. Uh, and the other thing is, uh, if everybody in the Ukraine is erased, what does he have left? Well, he has vast uh, quantities of of uh, fuel, of uh, oil, uh, off off the coast there. He's going to own the entire coast that used to be Ukraine, the uh, Ukraine's coast. So all of that is going to be Russia's. They can exploit the offshore oil. Uh, and in the, in the eastern provinces, there is a huge amount of natural gas. Apparently, the amount is second only to Norway's, and Norway is the leader of natural gas. Uh, and so uh, they will have uh, all that fuel uh, to, to dispose of it, doesn't matter if the people are all dead, they can use it. And if there are a few people left in western Ukraine, then western Ukraine will become a beggar state, uh, depending on the west to support it, because it will have no way of, uh, uh, of supporting itself because all of its wealth will be taken over by the Russians. And so that's another aspect of his strategy. And I think that may be, uh, it, that's compelling. In addition to everything else, uh, he'll be he'll be rich. He'll be able to avoid uh, all the restrictions that the West has put on him because he will be uh, rolling in in oil. <laughs> So um, there are all kinds of reasons why he will want to erase the population of Ukraine, and he is uh, in the way on his way to doing it. He's done it in Mariupol. He, that's an example of what he can do. Yeah,
0: I I think you're right on. I mean, I, you you research a lot, you we re- you read a lot. Are you seeing anyone else who uh, who is thinking along the same lines that you are? No. That's what scares me. <laughs> yeah. Well, just, listen. Just because you're you're blazing a new path doesn't mean the path doesn't lead to the truth. And uh, I I think you're right on. I, you know, I mean I think you're uh, you're right on. And this could be Putin's uh, thinking. And and it could be sleight of hand. Uh, much of this, you know. You if you remember, I <clears throat> I told you when I came back that all eyes. Uh, all, all eyes were on Odessa, is what everyone was saying. That was what the mm-hmm, yeah. were saying. And, and now uh, what he's talking about doing is going towards the east. Now that might just be a pivot on his uh, on his part. But I, st- people are still talking that that they're heading towards Odessa, and that's and then they're going to go to Moldova or Moldovia, where some people call it. Um, and but that he's going to start attacking the east. And if he starts attacking the east um that that plays right into your theory if you think about it because uh, what he'll do is he'll he'll just destroy it and, and by the mm-hmm. way all of the refugees leaving and i know they have to leave because they've got to save their lives i'm not saying they're abandoning a ship but it, it does also play into putin's hands as those yeah. get acclimated one thing i don't know if i mentioned but and i thought it was heartwarming that the uh, the Ukraine, I, I, the Ukrainians that were leaving, were being welcomed uh, with open arms in Poland, and in Romania. And in fact, mm-hmm. only by uh, by humanitarian um, efforts, but by the Minister of Education for both um, Poland and, uh, and Romania, they immediately announced that those Ukrainian children will be uh, will be uh, indoctrinated or whatever the word would be, they would be integrated into the system immediately, so they wouldn't be missing school time. Which is basically pointing to me that they're no longer going to be what you call Ukrainians. They might be as ukrainians they have ukrainian blood and they uh, have ukrainian root, roots but they're going to spend their school years in either poland or romania or wherever the the refugees end up and mm-hmm. it's interesting I, I mean i'm thinking about another trip to uh, to go to the neighboring southern states or the southern mm-hmm. to see mm-hmm. how they're handling the refugee situation and uh right, and to right. to report back on that because uh, I don't know how many people are ultimately in, in the Ukraine but if uh if you're Vladimir Putin you're glad that these people are leaving. Right? Because they're yes, of really course. gonna leave after them they're, The men are gonna are gonna try to find their families and, and if the the men that are alive that Putin hasn't killed yet, um will will go to Poland and they'll go to Romania yeah. and they're gonna be welcomed yep yeah.
1: That's right. And the whole thing uh, in Putin's mind is fine because all of these millions of, of uh, refugees and their husbands, if their husbands survive, uh, will be a burden because uh, there are probably no jobs. And so uh, the United States and uh, the United States taxpayers will be paying for the upkeep of these people, uh, whether they are. Uh, Uh, housed here in the United States or in Europe somewhere. Uh, We are going to be paying uh, to help these people survive. And that is just one more burden for the West and one detriment again in Putin's mind uh, against the West. Uh, Tough. Isn't that tough? Well, good. Maybe more will go. Fine. Uh, So he will get rid of the the main population, he already has the main population of Ukraine because they fled and the rest of them he's going to annihilate uh, and just uh, take it over, it's going to be um, a complete desert uh... it's a ukraine but it will be a gold mine as far as uh... fossil fuels uh, are concerned which he's going to burn happily uh... joyfully uh... to contribute to the pollution of the planet But that he doesn't mind that either uh... so uh... he he, he has it all sewn up in his mind i am sure and we are just ignoring the fact that without closing the skies, or at least making them uncomfortable for his attacks from the sky, uh, we are lost. We have lost the battle already. We have to wake up. We have to risk this nuclear threat, which is a blackmailed ploy by Putin, in order to keep us hamstrung so that we don't really fight him or provide the means for Ukraine to fight him effectively. And it's going to go on like that, and there's no way to defend Ukraine against attacks from the sky. So it's a free-for-all. Putin can do as he wishes with Ukraine because he he can do it remotely from the sky.
0: Yeah, just a, a, amazing. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't necessarily have to get his hands dirty. Do you know? I, I don't. I don't know what to believe as far as um, as what Putin's uh, thought processes. You know, when we uh, when we hear things reported from the you know from the West, from us, from you know our media sources, I, I I'm, I'm so skeptical of what they're thinking like they're saying that that people are afraid to tell putin things i'm i'm sure right i mean you know putin's a a maniac i mean he's he's a lunatic and you know he may only want to hear good news and if not off off with your head um he would he's the type to, to kill the messenger right he's the type to um you know possibly do that i don't know i mean this is what i'm i'm led to believe but when you hear uh, that that Russian troops are are, are leaving in droves and uh, and abandoning uh, ships, so to speak, or going a wall. I don't know. I don't know that we've seen proof of that. One of the things that that uh, that disturbed me was uh, when I you know when I went over there. Before I went over there, the uh, the different news agencies here whether it was cnn or or nbc or fox (coughs) were uh what they were reporting about this 40 mile long caravan or this envoy this um uh, you know this this uh, war machine of putin's and you know the first couple of questions that i asked when i got over there and i asked them to military people i you know major in the romanian army a, um, a a captain in the in the Polish army, or the equivalent to the captain, or whatever it would be, um, different uh, different people in the Ukrainian army. I asked about this, and they looked at me like I was an idiot. Like, you know, what are you talking about? You know, what do you you know, like uh, what forty mile? I, and and then people say, oh well, it disappeared, or it's here, and then they couldn't find it. And and I heard. Not that I listen to Sean Hannity, but I was—I heard Sean Hannity say on a show, on a radio show that I was on when he was—he was interviewing me. Um, right before I went on, he said, "I want to, I, I want to find out where this forty-mile caravan is." Now, what, what I, what I said, and I said it on different radio reports, is uh, if somebody would just give me a cameraman that they trust, and, and they could pull it, you know, like a, just CNN. Uh, uh, fox whoever every every side just give me a cameraman and fly me over to wherever the mm-hmm. 40 mile uh thing was uh, is supposed to be and i'll let you know we'll find out because there's there's going to be refugees over there and we'll find out immediately if there is such a, a 40 mile and i'm not saying there wasn't but what i'm uh, what confuses me is that fox is a billion dollar uh company multi-billion dollar company right i, I mean they don't have reports that are telling us whether it, this thing exists or not we we know if uh, on the major Deegan expressway if there's a half hour uh, or I'm sorry if there's a half mile uh, traffic jam uh, because of satellites and because of uh, different things from the sky we can't tell whether there's a 40 mile I mean think about it a 40 mile long uh, war machine marching towards Ukraine, and then they change the subject and they just you know t- to me I-, I mean are they tagging certain things are they instead of concentrating on substance? Which you are basically doing here doc uh, you are you're coming up with substantive uh, questions? You're coming up with questions that that aren't being talked about and and, and you're having an intellectual conversation uh, are others just simply grabbing some catchphrases and saying, you know, the forty-mile caravan. You know, where's the forty? You know, and now uh, they've found that to be silly, or they found that it's been dispersed, or some people said it ran out of gas, whatever. But uh, there are no, there are no satellite pictures of this. I just saw satellite pictures of uh, of Mariupo I, I saw, Mar- uh, I, I saw satellite pictures recently, um, or, or at least a report that uh, of of the um, atrocities that are being carried out by the Russians, right? That was uh, caught by satellite. They didn't catch a 40 mile, a 40 mile caravan. Anyway, not to dwell on that, but I, I, I don't I just don't trust what we're being reported back. And I'm not I'm not saying it's, you know, they're deliberately I'm not a conspiracy theorist I'm not saying they're deliberately uh, you know misleading us what I'm saying is they're not focused on what we should be doing and if you don't find a comp or you don't find uh, if you're not finding a comparison um, uh, theory to what you have and what you just brought up here um, there's something wrong because people should be spending (laughs) more time thinking about this and questioning what's going on and going off of the norm, rather than just regurgitating what everyone's saying. Your thoughts on all of that?
1: Right, absolutely. Uh, I haven't seen any photographs of that caravan for for weeks now. Uh, that was very prominent in the news about a month ago, maybe a little over, uh, showing the, uh, the winding uh, train of of trucks and heavy uh, machinery and tanks and so on, winding through the mountains on their way to Kiev. Uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, we're not talking about that or showing it or anything. So where did it go? Was it ever there? I, I mean, they never showed 40 miles of it. It was probably maybe a mile and a half at what? most that they were showing by satellite or by, uh, by observation. Uh, 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 flyer of some kind, whether uh, whether manned or not manned, uh, could have been uh, either one, but it was not 40 miles worth. Uh, and even if, let's say, if there were a 40-mile caravan, I think Putin has redirected them now uh to the east uh and uh they're they're leaving all the little villages that they were occupying already uh behind and they're decapitating all of them they're killing off the leaders of those villages the mayors and the mayors families and anybody else uh, in authority uh so to leave the people leaderless and uh helpless because uh, they have nobody to tell them what to do or to strategize for them uh, and so that's another aspect, I think, of Putin's plan. Uh, leave leave the regular people, maybe don't kill them all, but just leave them helpless, uh, standing around looking uh, at all the destruction and sh- shrugging their shoulders and saying, what do we do now? Uh, and, of course, uh, Papa Putin and Mother Russia will tell them what to do. Uh, once all the cities are destroyed, too. Uh, So this is what I fear that is the inevitable outcome of the situation now. And the main part of the army is going east, I think, uh, so as to assure the fact that all those fields uh, of fossil fuels will be firmly in Russian possession. Because they were almost there before this war started uh, they had been uh, com- uh, disputed the war had been going on there uh, since uh, 2014 when Crimea was taken away from uh, from Ukraine and the West just shrugged its shoulders over that
0: yeah. how much oil is is there um, in the Ukraine and how much is in uh dispute I don't mean exact amounts but I mean is it is it a moderate amount is it a tremendous amount is it uh is, is it mid eastern country type uh oil deposits there i mean uh what what is uh ukraine is rich in oil
1: uh ukraine offshore uh that's one reason why they want it, they want that land bridge they want possession of that shore and apparently that's where the oil is uh and um uh, I'll see. I'll see what uh, Brett Stevens has to say about it. Let's
0: sure. see. And Brett Stevens, um, Andy, just a reminder to those listening: Brett Stevens uh, is, uh, is has written uh, recently for the uh, New York Times, and he's an editorial writer. And uh, he's uh, he's bringing up some interesting points, actually. Right, and he's the points that people aren't talking about.
1: Yeah. Uh, yes, he thinks that Putin has a perfectly sane, uh, for a megalomaniac, uh, a perfectly sane uh, strategy that he's carrying out right under our noses, and we are not taking uh, any any notice of it. Uh, so anyway, he says, suppose for a moment that uh, Putin never intended to conquer all of Ukraine. That from the beginning, his real targets were the energy riches of Ukraine's east, which contain Europe's second-largest known reserves of natural gas after Norway's, and continue that with Russia's previous territorial seizures in Crimea, which has a huge offshore energy field, and the eastern provinces of Luhansk and Donetsk, which contain part of an enormous shale gas field, as well as Putin's bid to control most of or all of Ukraine's coastline, and so on. Uh, but uh, that's what he has to say about the energy riches in Ukraine. So, the, as far as the natural gas is concerned, it's next to Norway's, which is the highest, uh, the the most prolific uh, natural gas field in Europe.
0: Mm, uh, amazing. Yeah, it's I, and you know, maybe Stevens is on to something. What is his first name again?
1: Uh, Cawthorn. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Brett Stevens. What did I get called? Yeah, yeah. Brett Stevens. Oh, Brett Stevens. And Brett with one T. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so he makes a heck of a lot of sense, uh, particularly about that aspect. But the other aspect that I'm harping on is the fact that he really wants to reduce Ukraine to a total ruin and the people who survive to uh, bewildered, helpless uh, people who have no leadership skills, uh, probably just a basic education, if if any, and uh, who are, will be easily led like sheep. Uh, that's what the uh, the goal is, which is what happened in Chechnya. Uh, and then, uh, probably if Zelensky survives, he will be imprisoned. Uh, and uh, in prison for 18 years or something, uh, under torture and whatnot, uh, and uh, and a collaborator who is, will be a cruel tyrant, like the one who is now ruling Chechnya, uh, will be placed. Who will be on his knees before Putin, of course.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's just it, it is it is an unbelievable situation. But I think <clears throat> I think you've you've hit the nail on the head i think brett stevens has has hit the nail on the head and if if nothing else hitting the nail on the head is asking some questions that should be asked and and we shouldn't be assuming that everything that uh, that is in front of us is there there's also <clears throat> there there's also a point that could be made uh, about consolation prizes you know like whether whether Putin. Um, uh, you know, hoped that he would just roll over the Ukraine and maybe uh, it would happen like that. and um, and if not, then uh, then he would get all the oil fields in the east. Uh, and as long as the West didn't uh, didn't come in, he'd be able to uh, enrich himself with uh, with these fields and and take it. I, I think right now the West would give him the east of uh, of the Ukraine on a silver platter just to get him to stop. Right. I I think people would would make that deal. I think they'd make a deal with the devil. And I don't think that uh, I don't think people would second guess it until way later. But uh, right now, I think uh, even the people in the in the Ukraine are just so devastated. They they might just want to, you know, sue for peace. Uh, And and again, yeah, I mean, they're putting up a valiant fight and the uh, and the soldiers are there. But I I wonder um, underneath underneath what we're seeing in the media and what we're seeing on the surface um what are the ukrainian leaders saying a uh, part of the mm-hmm. ukraine is better than um than no ukraine uh, it, you know it, you know how much more devastated can we be can our, how many more people can we lose and you know uh, you know the other the other point that i don't think is is made uh, all that often is uh, you know a lot of people are are saying well you know uh you know, Vladimir Putin thought he was going to just waltz in and, and have no problems. Uh, let's keep in mind what day this is. And, and folks, I know uh, people listening to our, uh, our broadcast here uh, listen, you know, one or two days later often, or they uh, listen even, you know, four or five days later. But we are speaking right now on the Florence Weinberg show on April 5th. Tuesday, April 5th is when we're, when we're recording this and when we're talking. So uh, that's April 5th. Uh, February 24th is when this whole thing started doc that's not mm-hmm. an awful long time ago that's that's a little more than a month ago it's not even a month and a half ago I mean that's right. that's a very short period of time um, ago and uh, and keep in mind uh, how short uh, a month February is I, I mean it's it's less than a month and a half ago uh, and you know we could say oh he's running into you know some stiff opposition I don't know that he is, you know? I mean, I don't know in the big picture um, if, uh, if if a month and a half or less than a month and a half worth of, uh, of uh, you know, war uh, is a long time to Vladimir Putin.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yes, and the thing is that uh, this parallels what went on in Chechnya when the Chechens stopped the Russian army and had uh, had a, a victory there for a little while, and everybody was celebrating. And then uh, the uh, bombardment started, <laughs> and Grozny, this, the capital, was leveled to to rubble and its population slaughtered and finally uh they gave up they would rather uh give give up uh, the rest of the country that was left after the bombardment and destruction uh rather than be entirely annihilated and so that's uh, uh Putin had achieved his goal and he's doing exactly the same thing and exactly the same victory quote unquote uh, as uh, what has happened with the Ukrainian army in such a short time but Russia has a lot more soldiers and a lot more time and they can bide their time they don't have to uh, confront the Ukrainian army right now they can move their troops to, uh, towards the east and, and this caravan however long or short it is will be going over there uh, and then they can reengage because they have lots of reserves and it doesn't matter that maybe they're not very well trained and that the Ukrainian army can have another brief uh, victory, but uh, attrition will finally do them in because there are fewer Ukrainians than there are Russians, and that's uh, that's a rather important consideration right there.
0: Well, Doc, I, you know, it's uh... – it's wonderful that you brought up these points it's disturbing obviously it's disturbing but uh, you somebody's got to bring up these points uh kudos to to Brett Stevens and to you doc um it's uh you know these are these are questions that just aren't being talked about any any final thoughts uh when when do you imagine a major change in the narrative is going to take place in uh in, in the ukraine and again uh, you know, uh, the uh, the short version of that, is it soon? Is it, uh, is it far off? Is it, uh, is it undecided?
1: Oh, it's definitely undecided. I'm sure that uh, Volodymyr uh, Zelensky is going to continue resisting until uh, something breaks. One way or another, and I fear that it's going to be, uh, as I say, a war of attrition for a long time. And uh, uh, ultimately, I think Ukraine will have to uh, give up things that they do not want to give up in order to stop the war. If if Putin will stop it, that's the question. He wants absolute victory. He wants annihilation for the opposition. All those Nazis, that Jewish Nazi that is uh, heroically resisting him. Uh, I mean, the ironies are incredible. Uh, but Putin does not care, um, and I think he's playing along. Putin is playing a long game. And he will just plod along, bombarding all the cities, and that includes Odessa that got hit uh, twice, I think, this morning early. Um, And so they're going to destroy that beautiful um, classical city also. Uh, They don't give a damn about uh, artistic worth or anything of the sort so long as they can have uh, the wealth of the earth of the fossil fuels uh, and domination over over that land that they can then do whatever they want with because they will have a tyrant uh, uh, lackey of Putin in charge of it uh, and it will take a long time and my, my last words are therefore very pessimistic uh, we have to wake up and give Ukraine something to defend itself with that's the short of it. Whether it will work, I don't know. Even if we do that,
0: Doc, thank you very much. And uh, you know, our prayers are obviously with the the people of the Ukraine.
1: Yes, I pray for Ukraine and and its people also. And to all I of you. Fear.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sorry, I cut you off.
1: No, I just
0: said I fear for them. I, and there's no no doubt no doubt about it. Brett Stevens, uh, great job on on his uh, his op-ed, uh, bringing up these questions and these uh, different viewpoint. Uh, everyone, you've been listening to the Dr. Florence Weinberg show, the Florence Weinberg show, and uh, please binge listen to all of the things that uh, that we've been talking about. Uh, watch the documentary. And, uh, and 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 buy her two latest uh, the choice is her very latest and before the alamo right before that um you know please get both of those books she's the author of 16 books she is the uh is, she is the subject of a documentary and uh, a the subject of a of a lengthy radio series prior to becoming the host of her own show Frank McKay here signing off we'll see you all next time on the Florence Weinberg show